This podcast was produced by Knowledge at Wharton High School. For more information, visit kwhs.wharton.upenn.edu. Jeff DeSellis is the Director of Curriculum, Partnerships, and Innovation for Grassroots Soccer, an organization in Cape Town, South Africa, that uses soccer to teach young people about HIV and AIDS. Knowledge at Wharton High School sat down recently with DeSellis to talk about soccer for social good and his path from the University of Vermont to Sub-Saharan Africa. Hi, Jeff. Thank you for joining us. So tell me a little bit about grassroots soccer. What is it exactly? Sure. Uh, grassroots soccer is a program uh, in Sub-Saharan Africa uh, where we use soccer to, to actually teach young people about HIV and AIDS, uh, to give them the knowledge, um, the facts about HIV AIDS, but also empower them with the tools to make healthy decisions um, in regards to their sexual lives to avoid HIV. So why soccer? Uh, we use soccer because it's, it's probably the most uh, ubiquitous or the most um, widespread form of entertainment in the world. Uh, it's something that kids everywhere like, and that's, that's boys and girls. Uh, so we started the program in Zimbabwe, and we used um, we trained famous professional soccer players to come into the schools, and not just tell kids about this is HIV, this is AIDS, but actually engage them through sport and and games, and actually teach them through learning. Um, and we just found that that combination of using role models and, and also making education fun uh, was it seemed to be really making a difference. So how did you end up working with the organization? Oh, good question. Career track. <laughs> yeah. So when I was an undergrad at, uh, at University of Vermont, I, uh, I spent a semester in the Dominican Republic, and I'm a soccer player. So I brought my soccer boots, and uh, the soccer was just terrible because all the best athletes play baseball. And they said, okay, if you want to play soccer, you need to go to this community. It's called a bate. And a bate is a Haitian settlement because these guys play soccer. So the Haitians play soccer and the Dominicans play baseball. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing led to another, and I, I, I showed up. I played with them. They said, can you coach us? I said, yeah, I can coach you. And they said, you know, we can't get into the local league because of racism and all these, all these issues. So I used some contacts, and we got them uniforms and league fees and, and all of these things. We basically took a Haitian team that wasn't allowed into the league um, and, um, and, and leveraged some contacts to get, to get some donations, got them into the league, got them playing mm -hmm. um, in the Dominican League and, and having Haitians and Dominicans interact in, in safe, healthy ways through soccer. Um, and that was really my first exposure to sport for development or, or using sport for something beyond uh, just enjoyment or fitness. Um, after that, I, uh, I heard of a group, Grassroots Soccer. Uh, they were just starting out. They were a couple months old. And I, I called them up. I said, can I, can I come to Zimbabwe and volunteer? And this was uh, my last summer at university. Um, and they said, yeah, come over. And I, I got a small fellowship, a couple thousand dollars to go and volunteer. And um, it was just when the organization was starting up. So volunteered for, for a couple months, and then I, I finished my studies. And, uh, and that was the same time, uh, grassroots soccer. We, we were growing, and we were applying for some bigger grants, and some money came in. And I was able to come on and, and work full time. When was that? What year? I started in uh, 2003. Yeah. 
So how has the organization grown? Have you really, it sounds like you've really been there since it's ramped up. Yeah, so we, when we started, um, you know, I would be in, in the classroom with, with, the, with the soccer players teaching the games. And, and you know, we, we, de- we delivered, I think, a pretty high quality program, but not at scale. Um, so we started out, we'd bring about 10 coaches in, and these are all famous professional soccer players, and we would, we would teach uh, about, <clears throat> about 100 kids a month. Um, and we, we did some evaluation, and, and we, we found some results that were encouraging, and we really felt we had something good, but we wanted to make it bigger. And there, there are only, there's a finite number of professional soccer players, so we thought, how, you know, how can we... How can we scale up? How can we how can we grow this? Um, and one area was was to to see if we could use other role models instead of just famous professional soccer players. So big changes. Now we we train coaches, we train school teachers, uh, peer educators, uh, really anyone who's a role model in their community can be a, a grassroots soccer coach. So we used to do a hundred a hundred youth a, a month. And um, by 2014, we hope to graduate uh, one million. Is there any anecdote or special story that you can tell of a student that you know you've impacted, or you know, a student coach relationship? Just something that really stands out in your mind as special. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there was a there was a kid named Muki uh, in Zimbabwe, um, and he. Uh, he was first a participant in grassroots soccer. You know, he was he was just just one of the one of one of the kids, and he actually it, it, the program meant so much to him that it, it became a big part of his life. He started telling all his friends, and I came back a few years later, and he was a, a grassroots soccer coach, um, and uh, and he was he was also a professional soccer player. Um, and then I I came back a couple of years later. He said, "I want to move to South Africa." I said, "Okay." And he came to South Africa and is now one of our directors uh, in South Africa, a Zimbabwean kid that really went from being in the classroom to being a coach and is now um, you know, one of the rising stars of the organization. I could see him running his own organization or, or maybe being the director of grassroots soccer someday. So what do you think is a young person's role today in social impact issues? Whenever I do get back to the U.S., I'm always surprised that, uh, that there are a lot of young people that are, that are thinking about um, you know programs in their own community uh, in but also in Africa you know I think I think I think kids today with uh, with the internet and just with with more technology have a more um, much more worldly view than I did uh, so I, I'm I'm amazed that uh, how many high school students in the US know know what we're doing and, and support us um, so some kids um, I think I think one great thing is just to to get involved and learn learn about what's going going on in, in Africa because um, I think you know a lot of times in the U.S. growing up I only heard the negative things about Africa I heard about I heard about disease war famine um, but I didn't hear a lot about the the amazing cultures and, and a lot of the 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 positive things that are happening so I, I would really recommend first of all just learning learning about what's going on. Um, but we've had some, some amazing students that have supported us through, uh, through fundraising efforts. Uh, so just organizing a small uh, barefoot 
soccer tournament with their friends and raising, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Um, you know, you raise you raise money that directly helps the organization, but but I think just raising awareness in mm-hmm. in um, in the U.S. can can really help us out, uh, and not just us, but but similar organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we do we do have internship programs. Uh, so this is usually for um, for students that have finished their undergraduate program, usually at at, at U.S. universities. Um, so they'll 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 raise their own money, and they'll come and, and spend a year with us in Africa, helping out um, with the coaches, with monitoring, evaluation, fundraising, bookkeeping, really, really anything you can imagine. So you've stayed in Africa a long time. Do you like living there? I do. I do. I started out in, in Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. and then I, I lived in Zambia, and now I live in, in Cape Town, South Africa. And, and Cape Town is a really, it's a, it's a great place to live. What do you like yeah. about it? Um, I like that it is still Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 much more developed than any other city I've been to. Um, you know, you can. So so Cape Town's a, a little more or much more developed than um, than other cities in Africa. Um, but it's you know it is still Africa. It's, it's, you still feel it. It's still an African culture. But at the same time, you can you can go surfing and. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one for me because I surf. So. Oh, really? oh, that's another <laughs> yeah. interest. Huh? That sounds great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Cool. Thank you. For more free, innovative educational content for high school students and educators, visit kwhs.wharton.upenn.edu.